five points. Friendly, intro, react, smile, and thank you. Hi, how you doing today? Hi, how are you? Hi, did you find everything you need today? How do you like this weather? Good morning, would you like a cart? See, that's a nice pin you're wearing. Oh, I see you picked one of my favorites here. Hi, Mrs. Marty. Good to see you again. The next point we want to make is... React. Sometimes it's easier said than done. Excuse me, I couldn't find the bean sprouts. Could you help me? Bean sprouts? Oh. I don't know where they are. Do you, Steve? Hey, I just bag groceries. Um, it's not part of my job. Look, I, I got a lot of people here. I think we're out of them anyways. Come on through. You can go back and get them later. Now, here's the professional way to react to this situation. Excuse me, I couldn't find the bean sprouts. Could you help me? Would you like fresh or canned bean sprouts? Canned. I'll call the grocery department to find out what aisle they're in so you'll know next time you need them. But today I'll have somebody bring them up for you. Thank you. Well, just take a minute. Here's another typical situation. Wait a minute. That's not the sale price. It's supposed to be $249. Oh, no, not again. That's the third time this has happened to me today. I don't know why they can't keep these prices straight. Now you're going to have to wait until we get all this straightened out. Hey, you service desk, can you get somebody over here? Now, watch how the pros do it. Wait a minute, that's not the sale price. It's supposed to be $249. Let me call to verify the price. Well, just take a minute. Notice, she didn't make any commitment before she verified the price. She not only handled the situation correctly, she smiled. That's what the S stands for in first, but it's not always easy. Oh, excuse me, I have a rain check for that cake mix. Terrific. Why didn't you give it to me before I rang it up? Now I gotta go back and make a correction. Huh, I got a better idea. Why don't you save it for the next time, huh? Let's try it again. Excuse me, I have a uh, rain check for that cake mix. Oh, let me see it. No problem, Mrs. Walker. I'll just take off the regular price. And the key in the rain check price. See, here's the correction in red and the way I rang up the rain check. Oh, thank you very much. You're welcome. Well, just take a minute. Hey, mister, not so fast. What's wrong? You see the sign? So what? Well, can you read it? <laughs> You're not allowed in this lane. It's Wait, 10 items or less. Let's put the customer first. Now, here's how to handle it. Excuse me, sir, but did you know that this is a lane for 10 items or less? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that. Well, I'll check you through. But next time, as a convenience to the people in line behind you, please remember that the express lane is for 10 items or less. Next time, I'll remember. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Well, just take a minute. A smile can help a lot in handling tough customer situations. If handled correctly, customers understand. Five points. Friendly, intro, 
react, smile, and thank you.
it seems to me sometimes that um, speaking of competition the quest to influence the human mind my approach is totally different i want to destroy all belief systems catholic or communist it cannot be a belief system it simply deprograms people but it does not program them it leaves them clean tabula rasa no writing on them just the way they were born innocent so my function is here to deprogram the jew the hindu the mohammedan whoever comes to me i have to destroy his belief system i am not trying to influence him in favor of another belief system deeper you go the more you find yourself empty ultimately you find yourself just a zero and that is the point of enlightenment your ego has disappeared your greed has far away disappeared you have disappeared there is only light life infinite eternal but you are not there as in person but just a pure consciousness i will have to ask my sanyasins to hold you and force a spoonful of sugar into your mouth this only way looks a little hard but what can be done unless you taste it you will not understand it you are listening to barbarian in the valley or you're not you're not really listening it's on but you're not listening You have your back turned to the radio. Do you really think that's wise? I could basically take everything in this room, all your possessions and because you're not listening, you'll turn around and everything will be gone. And then I'll go sell it all on barbarianinthevalley.com. You can buy your stuff back from me. Then you'll value it.
riot training folks. I am hearing some enthusiastic employees smashing glass. That's excellent. In the back, that's good. Don't please uh, give other people the opportunity to smash the glass. And remember the technique we were discussing about yesterday. Generally, you don't want to use something, a brick of some kind, toss it, repel back. That's right. Good. Good repulsion. Repel back. Let the glass shatter. And then picking up those shards of glass and using them as a weapon is always a possibility here. All right, so good. And so everybody's getting involved. Everyone's moving around. That's excellent. That's what we like to see. Um, do not be afraid to get in there, folks. Remember, you're being paid by the hour, okay? And you, you need to get those timesheets signed off on. Okay, your heartbeat is also being monitored. So if you're on the side of the riot right now, you're not in the middle, you're not training. That's right. And you're not gonna get paid if you're not training right now. Good, okay, that made you angry, that's good. I want that anger, we can work with that anger. Remember, you could be deployed to any type of situation to commence a riot. And we wanna remind you here that any kind of like, you have to be prepared to do that regardless of political affiliation or anything. You guys are some of the best trained rioters uh, in history, not just in American history, but perhaps world history. So, okay, don't pick up the glass like that. Like, you can use it. But, uh, and if you're gonna use it, don't try not to actually draw blood. Okay, this is a simulation. We're not, we're not looking to inflict damage. We're just trying to get used to the sound smells and the kind of movement of a crowd all right i do want to remind sector b7 hey guys okay you perhaps uh, don't get carried away here S sector b7 you are deploying uh there is a riot scheduled in southern california we're not going to disclose the city right now and you guys will be down there overnight Yes, B7, excellent. It's one of our top sectors over there. Okay, so you're doing great work, and I just want to commend you. So just remember, if the cops to close in on the riot, you know, your main job is to antagonize, antagonize, antagonize.
Right. I'm going to come back to that, but I want to tell you one more story here because this is a really weird story. So af after Ann Arbor, Michigan, Joe Hardy sent me to Syracuse, New York. Now, this was my third posting. And um, I, again, I hitchhiked there. Um, and I went to Syracuse, New York, and I got a, I got a room in a rooming house. And uh, the other uh, tenants in this rooming house, they were all retired railroad road workers, single men. And they were old. You know, by my standards, they were old. They might have only been 60 years old or 50. And there was a bar um, just across the street where they drank. And um, there was not a bathroom or anything in this room that I had. Um, but I'd go over there, and these guys, um, these guys were living off of their pensions, and their pensions were based on the average amount that they had made. And since they had started so long ago, like they maybe started off at like getting paid 15 cents an hour or something like that. So their pensions were not, I mean, their pensions were, I mean, I was still only getting paid two bucks an hour, and their pensions weren't very much. But here's the thing is, is that I would drink with these guys, and uh, they would tell me stories of their life. And it was a little bit like being with Joe Hardy, looking at those. You know, I would get these, like, I, I, had, I started to feel this larger thing. But this really interesting thing happened, which I hardly ever told anybody about. Because I'm 18 years old now. And um, I'm living in this rooming house. I'm going to work. I don't remember any of the work in Syracuse. I just remember the railroad guys and the bar. And... Uh, I started wetting the bed. I was peeing the bed. And I did it every night. Now, I don't know what the hell that was about. But, uh, but like every night I would pee the bed like I was some little kid. And um, it's just a fact. I don't know what it means, but it's like an unforgettable thing for me. And I only did it in Syracuse, New York. And that is it. That's the breadth of it. That's the length of it. And that's the depth of it. That's the barbarian in the valley. And I am the B.I.Q. I'm the barbarian in question. And you're my barbarian kin. If you're out there listening, stay out of trouble, will ya? I got my energy back from before. I'm feeling way better. I'm both asleep at home and about to pack up here at the studio. About to get in my car. And through this quiet, dark valley, through the middle of the night, rejoin myself and rejuvenate myself. I suggest you do your same. And if you're in bed right now, go out and find your other self. Get them back home. You may even have more than one other cell. You may have cells running all over the valley. We'll collect them, get them back home. Cause what we need now is just more sleep. Just a little bit more sleep, just a little bit more rest to stay healthy. It's WMUA Amherst folks. It's the middle of night. You have no rights. <laughs>